Hi, you're listening to Love in Limbo Land, the dating podcast for millennials. Dating is hard, and we walk you through the experiences we've had, the experiences our guests have had, and what's going on in the world in general when it comes to dating and relationships. And you may be wondering, who are we? My name is Kudzi, and I work in digital entertainment, and I love connecting to people who have stories that can inspire others to find love in their own lives. Whether it's crazy, a little bit ratchet, or just plain old simple, I love stories about love. And I'm Tiffany. I wrote my master's thesis on online dating, and I've always been interested in commitment, relationships, and what it takes to find that long-lasting love we all crave. We are kicking off a short series on the interesting day dating lives of extraordinary business women. On this episode, we have Allie McKee and Sam. Allie is the CEO and founder of Stick, a B2B venture backstage startup that has built technology that translates text outlines into branded visual presentations using machine learning. While building her startup, she also has a serious relationship with Sam that she makes sure she gives time to. We'll learn from her what it takes to not only find love, as a boss woman, but also how to maintain that love when you have to balance the needs of your growing empire. I'd say this weekend, 80% of the conversations we had were about Stick, my company. Wow, that's a lot. Like, yeah. How do you guys, what's the other 20%? (laughs) That's a good question. I'm trying to think what what the other 20% was. I think the other 20% was probably me trying to get Ali to not talk about Stick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so is it like a point of contention or do you try to like, do you want to talk about it less? Do you think it takes over or dominates your relationship sometimes? I mean, I don't think I ever really worry about it dominating our relationship. I mean, I enjoy talking about it. I think I more so am concerned about Allie and her mental health and her ability to sort of pull her away, mm-hmm. pull herself away from thinking about it since it is mm-hmm. all, all consuming. Because mm-hmm. for me, it's fun. I mean, I, you know, I'm interested in business. I'm interested in new companies, startups, et cetera, as well. So I enjoy it, but I also sort of enjoy it to a point. Mm-hmm. Ali, do you catch yourself like knowing that you're talking about it too much or do you kind of just like live your life? Oh, no, no, no. I, I definitely know. I definitely know it's too much. I mean, I think the one thing that we're blessed to have in our relationship is this sort of the shared interest. And Sam is in, not only supportive in the way that he's like, you know, it's not like a permission. I think a lot of cu- couples talk about being supportive and it's like, oh, I have permission to do what I want. Like, no, 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 this is like another level in that I will bring problems home and be like, I need your help thinking this through. And I'm so grateful to have that. I think the, the uh, challenge is that sometimes you, I rely on that support too much. Um, and so, I mean, you know, I think it's something that I'm actively working on. Again, like less because I think it's a strain in our relationship and more because I just need to work personally on turning off. Uh, but yeah, Sam's been insanely supportive throughout that, that challenge. So let's take it back. How did you guys meet? How did we even get to the point where we spent our weekends talking about this Goodness. company? Well, we first met when we were in college at the University of Virginia. You're looking at me as if I'm going to dispute this. This is, this is factual so far. We were actually... We probably met initially through student council, right? Yeah, I guess so, unfortunately. Yeah, Sam was, Sam was pitching to uh, get a new bridge built over the railroad tracks at the University of Virginia. Pedestrian bridge? Yeah, it was a pedestrian bridge. <laughs> and I was... Why, why, the, um, the, why the bridge? 
I mean, this could kind of take us off track a little bit, but um, it was a pressing student concern because there was sort of a residential area off campus where students would be forced to, not forced, it was really sort of laziness. They would cross over a railroad track as opposed to, you know, kind of taking the longer way to go over a bridge. Um, and students were getting ticketed by the police because, you know, it's obviously unsafe. Um, and so I was trying to pitch the solution of putting a pedestrian bridge in which was frankly very unnecessary, but at the time it, it was seemed, a critical issue. Yeah, it was it a was, critical issue. We need to get to bars faster. Exactly. But anyway, so that's how we, we met uh, initially and then had a lot of overlapping friends. I actually lived with Sam's girlfriend at the time for a summer uh, and he was good friends with my boyfriend at the time. And so we really were just friends. So, and then, oh, oh okay, yeah. No. How did it go from being friends to being more than friends? Well, I guess we, we reconnected a couple of years down the line. Uh, well, actually, first and foremost, even before that, I actually reached out to Ally for job advice uh, when, I was, uh, when I was going through, you know, recruiting as a senior in college. So that was, I think, the next time that we sort of checked back in. And then we kind of frankly fell out of touch, I would say. I mean, again, sort yeah. of, you know, through friends of friends, I guess, kind of kept in, in touch on where, where each one was or the whereabouts of, of each other. But then... Uh, we ended up starting to date when I was actually living in Dubai and I was living in South Africa. But I had an interview for business school up in Dubai and I was like, I've never been to Dubai. I know this guy there. And I called him and asked if we could meet for coffee. This is where we have a little bit of a dispute because I could pull up the email proof in which Allie asked if she could crash at our place or my place for a few days. Okay. We love like, you know, Going proactive. For Going for what you want. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. But anyway, so Sam basically moved out of his bedroom and turned his apartment into like a hotel for me. Slept on the couch for a week in, in uh, Dubai and it was just a ton of fun. I'd say that was probably our first date kind of by accident. Or at least I didn't realize it was a date, but I think you thought it was a date. Well, I don't know. I mean, I sort of feel like, you know, over the course of this, you know, four days or whatever, there just seemed to be some chemistry. Well, I feel like I was getting a little traction. <laughs> and so, yeah. And then, and then the, so then what happened was, is I actually found out while Ali was there that for work, I was actually going to be sent to South Africa and I was only supposed oh. to go down there for for I guess it was six, seven weeks initially. And I was also super scared to tell her because I just assumed that having not seen her in several years to then be like, guess what? I'm going to South Africa like three days after you go back. Yeah, like, okay, creepy. <laughs> yeah, literally. It was like, we had fun this week, but I didn't like, need I'm you to move. out of here. And <laughs> yeah, he's like, exactly. with you. Yeah, basically. <laughs> basically. So I went back to South Africa and then three days later I went back, or excuse me, I went for the first time. And I picked him up from the airport. Oh, our tambo. Oh, our tambo okay. in a sari, actually, because oh, wow. I had gone to a was that a holy party? I think you were at a. I thought it was no Diwali. Diwali. Yeah. It was a Diwali party, so I'm like in full, you know, my sari, and pick him up, and I'm like, all right, let's start this new life together. Wait, so did you? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, not really, not really. <laughs> so, wait, no, wait. Okay, so you, but you weren't like living. You were working, so you yeah. had a work assignment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of like a hotel, or whatever. I did. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a little bit of a. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. It was more like there. welcome. Let me show you. You know, at that point, I'd been living in Joburg for about a year, uh, and so I was very, like, proud to be like, oh, I know this place, and this place feels like 
a second home and I'll show you show you around. I was trying to act cool. Here you go. And Joe Book is interesting because I think you need a person. Otherwise, you just totally. will never get the real – like you'll never get the real totally. feel. You'll probably hate it if you don't yeah. get taken in. Exactly. Well, I was then sort of bouncing in between Pretoria and Joburg and oh many God. other places in between for, for work. Yeah. Um, so I sort of feel like I got, well, I would have, I think I may have gotten authentic South African experience without Ali, but nonetheless, obviously kind of having the connection to ALA and, and, you know, Ali students, et cetera. Which is African Leadership Academy where I was working. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So how did you then... What was it like being in South Africa together? Like, okay, so, because you know, sometimes people want to do like, oh my God, it's going to be so great. And then sometimes it's not, you know. How did it, so I think there's like a middle area with all of this where you guys like are obviously attracted to each other and like, oh, this could be something since we're going to be in the same area now. Mm -hmm. Like, how did you guys like go on dates or is it just like a friends thing? How did it go from like having this initial feeling and spark to actually becoming more than just like being friends or like, I want something more. Mm -hmm. And who was like the person who kind of like pushed it along Mm -hmm. or is it like both? I mean, I think the thing that obviously we had a strong foundation through friendship, but I think the other thing that was unique about being in Joburg and just the timing is Sam had lived in Dubai for a couple of years at that point. He had been, staffed on all these different projects, Saudi Arabia, Palestine, Palestine, like all around. Wait, what do you um, do? I'm sorry. So I used to work for a management consulting firm. Okay. At least that's what I was doing at the time. Oh, okay. And I was based in their Dubai office. But oh. from the standpoint of the Dubai office, we sort of served a lot of the surrounding areas, okay. which is why I spent a bunch of time sort of traveling through that part of the world. But we didn't have an office in South Africa, but we sold a bit of work there. And so... Mm-hmm. Funnily enough, the closest two offices to South Africa were Dubai and then Sao Paulo. So my team was kind of a mix of the Sao Paulo office and the Dubai office. Got it. Yeah. Okay. And so, and I. Sao Paulo's fun. Yeah, yeah. so fun. <laughs> Very true. Um, but anyway, so he had had kind of this incredible experience based out of the Middle East, and I had had an incredible experience based out of Joburg and had gotten to travel all, all across the continent. And I think we were both. You know, we had come from relatively similar background and had the same shared like UVA experience, and then our worldviews just kind of both exploded in parallel and in different parts of the world, right? But just this, we both get so much energy from seeing the world as this global, super diverse thing that you can constantly learn from versus uh, some of the I don't know sort of smaller worldview. Um, perspectives that I think we kind of grew up with Mm. so anyway at the same time we're kind of both experiencing this um, it's almost like intoxicating that international experience and yet at the same time being at least I was working with a lot of expats as well and it was like I also don't want to build a life like this like I want to be able to still I was starting to really miss my friends, really miss my family. My mom was actually going through like cancer treatment. She was wrapping it up at the time, but um, and I think we both shared at that point this need to balance how do you live this international life and actually make a difference in the world as a whole without completely ignoring your friends, family, and where you came from. And so we were 
going through that. Sam's laughing at me. No, I mean, I sort of feel like, yeah, because I think that there was, I think the actual question was just basically how did you go from sort of like being friends to dating? I don't think it was uh, really just like going straight into like how we have common worldviews. I think maybe the more direct answer to the question is that we still sort of had kind of that that fun kind of honeymoon phase of of a relationship. And I think it was kind of accentuated because we were in a place that was, at least in my opinion, still very different to us Mm -hmm. both. Mm -hmm. And just having the opportunity to sort of explore, you know, this country that is from aesthetics perspective, just, you know, raw, raw beauty. And I think, um, you know. I had at that point, you know, lived in Dubai for two and a half years, or whatever, but I never really had kind of a travel buddy that wasn't a dude that I was also, <laughs> you know, living with uh, as like a roommate. Um, so I think that there was sort of a ton of fun there in the early stages of the relationship, being able to, you know, do weekend weekends in Cape Town or to take Rwanda, a trip to Rwanda or, or Beirut. Yeah. Oh, we had so. Okay, international, global. <laughs> Traveling, <laughs> like. The opposite of Tiffany. Tiffany's like, just keep me in LA. I'm good. (laughs) Well, no, if I have a traveling partner, that's different. I'm just not going to like go in the streets like that. Anyway. Uh, Okay. (laughs) So when did it start becoming, okay, this is something like, like the the actual feeling? Cause you know, there's like, okay, we're like playing the games, you know, the jokes. Yeah. I mean, I think it sort of got real once. Once Allie did get into business school and it became apparent mm-hmm. that, you know, her time in South Africa was going to come to a close, I think that, you know, it sort of became apparent that we were going to have to decide if this was sort of just, you know, a fun thing where we were traveling around South Africa together having a good time or, you know, whether it was going to be the kind of thing that I would, you know, start thinking about trying to make some decisions that would align with that. And it was well-timed and that I was kind of getting burnt, burnt out on my job and was kind of looking for an excuse maybe to, to move back to the U.S. at least for a bit. Um, and so I wouldn't say that Ali was the, the only reason why I was sort of compelled to, to think about trying to find a way to, to be in closer proximity to, to Ali. But I would say that, you know, without a doubt, when things sort of became more of like a, a, a real deal was, was around that time. And when, you know, obviously, given that I was I was there for work, there came a time when I had to go back to Dubai. Um, and yeah. I think that was, you know, roughly around the time that actually Ali was wrapping up in South Africa and getting ready to go back to the U.S. I had to go into business school. So I would sort of say, you know, six or seven months in was probably when we sort of had to start making serious. That decision. Yeah. I feel like the universe has had you guys back. Yeah, I like this one. Totally. It feels right. <laughs> um, which round? So Ali went to Stanford for business school, same as me. What round of business school did you get into? Did I know you went? Did we meet before business school? We didn't, right? We met at the ad, at the admit, admit event in Joburg. Okay, I remember yeah. the one in, in Lobo. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Like, maybe I met her, but I yeah, didn't. Okay. Oh. totally. Okay, so. Being a business school significant other is a whole experience. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's like I've seen many a relationship crumble. You guys held it together. How was that whole thing? Super easy, super smooth. It was perfect. <laughs> Wait, because the, the company the company hasn't hadn't started yet, right? Stick hadn't started. No. And was Stick called Blot before? Yeah, it was called okay. Blot Inc. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean that that was really hard. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so we got to do business school, and then we got to go to you, like deciding that you're yeah. going to start your own company. Yeah. Yeah. So you get to the GSB. Get to the GSB. Sam is a few weeks behind me, basically. Yeah. We had gone to. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I went out, and you know, obviously, it's it was nonstop, very high intensity, 
Uh, and so I'm so excited. I've got all these new friends. You're going to Columbia. And it's just like crazy. And meanwhile, Sam is, you know, uprooting. He's uprooted his life from Dubai back to the U.S. And now he's trying to figure out how to set roots in San Francisco so that he's got a life too. Because I think we were definitely super serious, but uh, I think neither of us are that we didn't want Sam to just kind of like move in and be a GSB SO. Um, I think both of us wanted to make sure that we had some, each had strong foundations in the Bay area. So yeah, that was, that I think was it was hard. just, yeah, I think it was tough cause it was sort of, you know, it was a huge transition for both of us independently and together. Um, and I think for me, I had sort of a little bit of kind of a come down because, you know, having spent the first three years after graduating and sort of feeling like every day was kind of a new sensory experience. I mean, prior to moving out to San Francisco, there was a period of time when I had kind of like a month in my parents' home, sleeping in my childhood bedroom again. Uh, bunk beds. Yeah, literally sleeping in <laughs> bunk beds. Um, so for me, I sort of felt like, you know, all of a sudden I was kind of taking steps backwards in order to take steps forward. Um, and I think that that kind of messed with my head a little bit and I did actually, you know, quit my job and move back to the U S before getting another job. And so I think that I'm sort of watching Allie start, you know, this new experience with some of the most, you know, talented young folks in the business world, uh, which is certainly squarely where I was operating at that time and I didn't have a job. So I think that there was a ton of insecurity on my part mm -hmm. as well. Um, and so that was just, it was a, it was a tricky tricky time. There's Wait, no doubt about so it. So with that, like, how did you guys help support each other during that moment? Like, did you know he was feeling insecure? Like, what were the things? Did you guys discuss this stuff, or did you want to like seem secure so that she didn't get worried about like you uprooting your life? How was that experience? I feel like we've always talked about this stuff. I mean, we had a lot of hard conversations, but. I think we both kind of knew what was going on, uh, but yeah, it was hard. I mean, I think also it's one of those things, like if it were just that he were a little bit insecure and I wanted to support him, I probably could have done a better job. But the reality was like, I was also deeply insecure. <laughs> I got dropped into this class of the supposedly like best and brightest people in the world and feeling like I major imposter syndrome, right? Like I don't deserve to be here. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough, whatever. Um, and so I needed, it's like we both needed so much support uh, that I think, you know, we, from what I remember, like we talked it out, but it was, it was definitely a tough time. Yeah, I don't think it was, I by no means think it existed beneath the surface. I think it was definitely out there in the open. I think, you know, the challenge was there weren't necessarily any like quick or easy solutions to find. Um, so I think that's what sort of made it a bit of a, a rocky and, and challenging time. Um, but I do think that we were always pretty open and honest about it. Yeah. And I think I was dealing with other issues as well. I mean, outside of sort of those insecurities, I've always kind of struggled with issues of anxiety and things of, of, of that nature. And I feel like, at that time, I think there was sort of a, just with everything going on in our lives, in my life, I think that I was sort of dealing with anxiety that I'd previously sort of kept under control. So yeah. just kind of getting back into the habit of, you know, basically going and see a doctor and a therapist and stuff like that to kind of yeah. sort that sort of stuff out was, was part of the overall process as well. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So being in that situation, like how did you guys both continue to like move forward? Like, but also support each other. And did you guys think like maybe we should take a break in this time so that we can focus on our things? Like, did you, or did you feel like, no, we can do this. Um, we just have to focus on the things that we're excited about and know that the, this is just like a temporary thing and it will eventually kind of. Mm -hmm. I don't think we ever were, I don't think we ever were like, we should take a break. Yeah. I think it was more like, <laughs> God, this is so hard, but mm. also realizing that we were in this pressure cooker of situation. Um, and it felt, so remember, you know, it, it always, it felt hard because of the context, not because of the core. Mm -hmm. Like, I think we've always had a really, really strong, again, having that, that uh, foundation set as like really good friends for a long time. Like, I think we, we never questioned that. It was more just like, can we make these logistics work? Mm. Yeah, I never, I don't, I, the interesting thing is, even, in the, even though it was super challenging, I don't ever really feel like I like lost faith in the relationship or like yeah. ever thought that like we were going to break up. I don't actually think I ever, at least not in that moment, ever feared that, you know, our relationship was going to end. Mm. Um, and I, you know, I feel like a lot of times, especially when you're a significant other, of someone who's in business school, there can be kind of that jealousy factor. And I don't think that I was ever really jealous or, you know, lacking in trust. Like, I didn't mm -hmm. think that I was just going to, like, kick me to the curb. Um, OMG, tell me about that. Is that a thing? The jealousy thing? Yeah. Like, uh, you, have you heard married but available? No. Yes, it's a thing. Like, tell me. a lot of people go to business school, they're married, but then, you know, they're around attractive, smart people who are, like, living their dreams and they may have a significant other at home, mm -hmm. but not there and they end up you know being unfaithful mm -hmm. oh who knew <laughs> i really live <laughs> in my knew? own i live my own world no, i really don't so, know. i've heard so many stories oh, yeah yeah um yeah and th that was never i can honestly say that was never a concern of mine either i mean i always i always felt i don't think there were ever moments of uh yeah it, it wasn't a wasn't an issue for me Right. But I can imagine business school being crazy in general because totally. of the whirlwind, just of the whole, it's just like, this is a lot. And people just do the most. It's also beautiful. They do too. School. And a lot of people, yeah, I think a lot of people in this like inflection point, career wise and like even mm -hmm. in their life, that they're really trying to go into like this next level thing. Yeah, totally. So there's some, so much shifting happening mm -hmm. in energies and spirits. So it can just have people acting a little bit crazy is not the word, just doing a lot. <laughs> doing the most so when did you decide to start your company okay so I had this it was like a kernel of an idea we had gone on a global study trip in December of my first year MBA one year uh, to Israel and I had started you know I was like taking notes visually my background is in visual arts. So I was like basically drawing out all my notes. And I remember the professor that we went on that trip with, Baba Shiv, who's like a neuroscience marketing guy. He was like, this is really interesting. There's something, there's something here. I don't know what it is, but there's something here. And so then I, that kind of planted the seed of like, what if you, you know, I kind of have the system for visualizing ideas. Like what if there's a way that you can actually give others access to that system, whether it's through their tools or whether it's a service, I don't know. But uh, anyway, that, so that was kind of the seed planted, and I 
you know, then the next spring applied to the Launchpad class in the D school with, you know, kind of as much clarity as I basically just gave. It was like, I had this idea. They're like, cool, that's not a business. Um, but anyway, I had, and I, at the same time, I was also interviewing for jobs for the summer and I was interviewing with IDEO and I had, you know, my background was management consulting, teaching entrepreneurial leadership and design thinking in South Africa. So I came into business school thinking like, I, IDEO is my dream job. And I remember I didn't even get a second round uh, at IDEO. They were like, okay, no. Yeah. You were like, what? I, yeah, I was like, <laughs> hold on, wait, but this is my dream job. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, and I remember they, yeah, didn't even get a second round there. And I was like devastated, but also grateful because it was like being pushed off a cliff. It was like, well, guess I got to actually, be, you know, at this point, like the, the company is a little bit more of an idea, a uh, little bit more than just an idea because I've been doing the launch pad thing. And um, so anyway, so that summer I was like, okay, I'm going to start this company. And then a week before the summer started, I get an email from GSB professor, IDEO partner at the time, who was like, hey, this IDEO.org position just opened up. It's on the Design Africa team. Like, this is, seems like it'd be a perfect fit for you. Let me know if you want an intro to them. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> this is a twist in my plan. I thought I had committed to doing this full time. Uh, so I ended up splitting the summer half working at IDEO.org and half like starting the company. Um, and that was a super tough summer, but I was grateful because I think it clarified that IDEO was not my dream job after all. And that clarity gave me the push to say, okay, I, I think this, this is what I want to do. Like I've got, I've got to at least give this thing a shot. Nice. Dream <laughs> jobs are interesting because most mm. times they're not. Yeah. For the people out there. Right. Yeah. Cause it's just it's like things you imagined in your head. Yeah. Um, so when does it start becoming like really real? Like I'm assuming second year, you're just mm -hmm. working on the job, then you graduate and then you, then what happens? And also how is Sam, how are you like supporting the business? And when she tells you that she's going to do this full time, what are you thinking in that moment too? Yeah, I mean, I think kind of in the early stages when, you know, I was working on it while still being in school, it was super easy to be supportive because, you know, it was something that sort of just hewed very naturally into, I guess, kind of the broader experience of being, a, you know, a second year student at Stanford Business School. I think, you know, once Allie graduated and made it clear that that's what she wanted to do, I think it was, you know, pretty easy for me to be supportive still because I kind of believed in the idea at that point myself and it also sort of seemed like it would be the only opportunity that she would have to do something like like this to kind of take that entrepreneurial step and um, you know I, I sort of feel like it, I didn't really have a ton of skin in the game really you know at the end of the day I, at that point you know I was working I had my own job you know it wasn't like I was kind of dependent on Allie in any way from like a financial perspective or anything like that. So I think I was kind of along for the ride. Um, and I don't necessarily know if I was, you know, tremendously supportive at that point. Um, I think in fact, I was somewhat of a, a nuisance because at that point I was starting to think about making a bit of a career switch myself. And that meant I wouldn't necessarily know where we were going to be. And that was obviously a huge challenge when mm -hmm. starting a, a, a company, but yeah, Sam was studying for the LSAT oh. and yeah. applying to law school. Did and it so happen? It did. Oh. It did. Yeah. 
Um, but that meant that. Wait, for when did this happen? Did I miss something? <laughs> no, that's why. I mean, that's why we came to LA. Oh, oh, yeah. it's happening now. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's we're happening in now. it. Okay. Yeah. Right, so you <laughs> went to school, and yeah. then you went back to school. Yeah. When yeah. Right. So, so this was, <laughs> this is a. It was like solving a multivariable equation, right? There because <laughs> we are. It, this is like startup psychology, but I think I was really struggling. I still really struggle, but I've gotten slightly better with the comparison game. Because I'm looking at a lot of our classmates who are starting these companies right out of school, and it, they're like off like rocket ships. The start of Stick was not like that. Uh, it still is not like that. It's it felt like getting pummeled in the face and like falling down and coming back up and saying, "Oh no, we've got to do this now. Or we got to do that now." and I mean, the first year after I graduated, it was like, I want to build a team, but I also, and I want to do that as fast as possible because everything in Silicon Valley happens ASAP, right? Uh, and like, if I don't move fast enough, I'm not gonna be able to get funding and like that kind of pressure. But at the same time, as a partner, like Sam is trying to start going to law school and he is looking at you know, New York, he's looking at the Bay Area, he's looking at LA, <laughs> which we didn't really even know he was looking at LA at the beginning, but <laughs> surprise, here we are. Um, anyway, it was, it was really hard because it was like, you know, had, I, I think I still sometimes will fall into the trap of like, if we had just had more stability from the beginning, like we could have been off to the races faster or, or like, uh, you know, if we had stayed in the Stanford ecosystem, like I could have gotten this thing off the ground faster. And the reality is, uh, yeah, that first year out of school was like trying to do it in the Bay Area, but always kind of knowing that there could be sort of a changing variable too. And oof, I don't know, it was it was tough. Yeah, I mean, I think obviously me not knowing where I was going to end up at school or if I was going to go to school at all for that matter. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously was enormously frustrating for you because <laughs> you were unsure of whether or not you could hire or form a team in the Bay Area if you were going to then, yeah. in theory, have to leave. Um, yeah. I remember we had this, uh, I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like this is a very Stanford thing, too, to have, like, a summit, you know, like an <laughs> annual, like, couple, like, how stated. The two of the, you? No, no, no. Yeah. But, like, there are, like, there are couples right. I know of who are from Stanford who are like, yeah, we have an annual summit meeting every year. And what does that mean? I think it's super weird personally, but supportive, but not for What's me. What's a summit meeting? Can we... I'm assuming it's where you go out and like, it's almost like the, it's like, how are we doing? How are we doing? Like a check in. Where are we like going? Yeah. yeah. How's everything looking? <laughs> so What's we... the future look like? And here? like, you know, I feel like the, cl it's the classic, you know, like go for a hike in Marin and like do, no. So Sam, Sam and I have the equivalent of our quote unquote summit, uh, I bought tickets to Alcatraz. It's <laughs> like the go. perfect place to discuss this stuff. We go, because it was like, he was in the midst of, of you didn't have any answers at that point. You no, were in the midst of applications. So. Yeah. And I was like, we had to figure out what that, like we can't let our lives be dictated by these law school admissions councils. Like we need to figure out like, what do we want? An East Coast life is different than a West Coast life. Like we should be the ones making that decision, not some mm -hmm. old people deciding whether or not you know, your LSAT score is high enough. It's stupid. 
So anyway, so I decided to like surprise. It was a surprise, wasn't it? I no, was like, it wasn't a surprise. It wasn't a surprise. <laughs> I was like, come with me to Alcatraz. <laughs> it was pouring rain. I mean, uh, pouring rain. And we were, we would like do the Alcatraz tour and like take off our take off our things and like press pause and be like okay let's talk about this like and then we'd be like okay enough more more alcatraz <laughs> so it took us like a long time to go through that to go through that jail well i think the problem was is i feel like you were sort of assuming we just go out there and kind of have like a heart to heart but then i actually just got really interested in the <laughs> in kind of the, like, I'm the, here the, the for history the you know all of a sudden i was out at alcatraz and i was very intrigued by what was happening and you know like sam focus yeah so i think i, I sort of let us astray but that was also sort of a strange place to go for a heart to heart when there are all these distractions yeah, yeah and just like the prison setting i don't yeah. know if you want like that to be trapped yeah. contained like those yeah. feelings come up i agree yeah but that's just me that's why they do the hike you know you're out you're out free. there free air you're feeling good yeah then you spring it on them yeah that was our first and last summit i think yeah. i don't even know if we ever actually called we it a never summit. would have called it a I summit hope we did not call it a i'm summit. just playing Okay, so then what did you guys decide during your fake summit? Well, I think that it was sort of a challenge, right? Because I sort of feel like at that point there was a little bit of a disconnect in terms of I was sort of of the mindset that, like, you know, we should just sort of wait and see where the cards fall and we'll figure it out. But obviously, like, it was that's killing me. not how Allie could operate when she was trying to, you know, start a company and presumably try and build a life with, you know, someone else. So I think that that was kind Meaning of Meaning like a co-founder type person, not... Well, I was talking about me. Oh. <laughs> there, there we go. <laughs> I meant, I Are you the co-founder? So <laughs> Basically. Um, so anyways, I, I feel like I, I'm trying to, you know, I think the, the trickiest thing was that that, that kind of hard heart didn't necessarily like solve all of our concerns or really like address or at least come up with answers for some of those. I do feel like the decision was the kind of clarity we did get out of that, though, was that we wanted to be on the west coast no i honestly don't really remember <laughs> well, are you guys both from the west coast or no where are you guys no from? we're both no. from the east coast oh, okay i just had a major realization mm. it's probably why i'm single i realized a lot of things i think like dating to like highly just ambitious people mm. with like dreams and doing stuff is like really tough so because tough. you know in my mind, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're starting your company. I'm sure in your head you're like, I'm, I'm doing it. Like, there's no, like, I, I mean, I understand there's a human, and I'm sure mm -hmm. you're like, I'm going to law school, so mm -hmm. I'm doing that too. And then it's always just like, I'm doing, I need to do this. You know how some people just like let go of their dreams? You guys are not. Like, how do you even, how do you even like just think about that stuff in general? Then we'll get back to the story. Because I think that's why I'm single, because I'm not willing to give up anything. Right, right but I think like they, they both show that like you don't have to give it up, but it's it's challenging, right? You know, like it takes more time, right? Because if let's say you had your business and he didn't change his career and you guys stayed in San Francisco and you had that, like it would have gone maybe a little different than how it's gone now, right? Mm -hmm. But like obviously you both want to like support each other in your dreams and you don't want him to feel like oh I didn't get to live my dream and vice versa, so. Mm -hmm. I think that's what you're trying to say, Kuzi, right? Like, yeah. you support each other's dreams, but, like, don't feel like the other person maybe, like, is preventing you from moving faster than you want to. I think the key thing is, like, patience and long-term thinking. Mm. We actually talked about this last night. Um, but I view this... I think Sam and I both have really big... Both very ambitious 
and we both have really big goals. Uh, but I think that we also realized that we would never be able to achieve those goals alone. Like stick would not be a thing at all. If it weren't for Sam, I would have broken a long time ago. Um, and I think that having that long-term view is like right now, this is kind of my chance to, to sprint at something. And it's like the first act (laughs) and the, you know, when it comes time for me to make the sacrifices for Sam to sprint on something, like we're going to figure that out. Like we we already have, that's the move to LA was a good example of it. Of like, okay, this on paper seems like a sacrifice, right? Like I had the, you know, Bay area network and then like moved down here. But then I, I think I've kind of turned it into a positive and I also happen to have absolutely loved it. I've fallen in love with LA, but you know, I've, tried to be like okay how do I turn this into a positive like that this is what it is and rather than resenting like some uh sacrifice instead it's like no this is the give and take the ebb and flow and we have to find ways to like weave those career ambitions and life ambitions really together to help each other rather than you know do it solo and then be resentful if you have to give stuff up yeah, I mean, I think that that element of push-pull is certainly something that has been kind of core to our relationship sort of from the get-go. I think that we've almost kind of alternated between, you know, one person being sort of like overwhelmed by kind of busyness associated with a career or a passion, et cetera, while the other one is sort of not necessarily treading water, but kind of has the capacity to be more supportive. Um, and I think that like we've gone through cycles where you know, that's true for one person and true for the other. Um, But I also think that there's sort of something there that's somewhat reassuring in that because, like, I do know that Allie is obviously so ambitious and talented, et cetera, like, there's almost like, it almost feels like I can kind of fall back on it a little bit. It's sort of like, you know, if, like, I do need to kind of go pursue some sort of, crazy pursuit I know that I could kind of shoulder the load and kind of vice versa like I I do think that that's kind of an element to it as well there is kind of like an interdependence there which I think is super important yeah have you okay so I mean you haven't given anything up but have you thought about giving something up do you ever think of like not going to um, law school or do you ever think of like not doing the startup I think that was definitely a bit of a calculus. I mean, I, I, well, first of all, I think that Ali did make a, you know, in terms of giving something up, I think that at the very least, you know, she provided herself with a pretty healthy handicap by going from the Bay Area down to Los Angeles and just in terms of kind of mm-hmm. losing proximity to, you know, the, the network and the ecosystem that exists in the Bay Area for people that are trying to launch companies. Um, I think fortunately it wasn't like, she moved from, you know, San Francisco to, I don't know, Des Moines, Iowa or something like that, where she was totally isolated from it. So there was still, you know, a connection, but I think that that certainly was a a sacrifice or at least, you know, putting yourself behind the eight ball a bit um, in order to be with me, which I think frankly was critical for me too. I think, you know, having Allie be with me during, you know, the first year of professional school, graduate school, Mm -hmm. when I was sort of going through a transition and, and having someone to kind of pull me out of my day to day was was super helpful. And as a result, you know, I feel like that made my experience in my first year of law school a lot more enjoyable, frankly. 
And that was a huge sacrifice that Allie made, and I've obviously not forgotten it. <laughs> cute. So cute. We yeah. love love. <laughs> Folio out there trying to do a lot, but still have love. It's, it's, you can do it. <laughs> um, tell me about the day, like a week in the life of like yeah. two busy people. Now that you guys are, you're out of school now? I'm no, saying? I'm actually still in school. Oh, but okay, it, okay. The pace definitely sort of, after that first year, the pace of law school definitely kind of slows a little bit. So I'm not necessarily yeah. as, as kind of firing on all cylinders as it was last year yeah so you guys are like more grounded in what you're doing i mean like you have a year in and then mm -hmm. you have a, a year in now to your business or a little bit more two, <laughs> three, two, right? three years oh okay okay two years we're in, in it okay yeah but you know in la let yeah. me rephrase that yeah, yeah. in la uh, so now so. that you guys have that more stability because you know you're going to stay here a little longer i'm mm -hmm. assuming like how do you guys navigate that and where you are at and still support each other while continuing on and trying to push each other to get to where you want to go i'm like ch chuckling a little bit because i i don't really feel the stability <laughs> as much certainly versus a year ago but it still feels i mean you know sam's spending half of the summer in san francisco for example, like we don't know where, you know, what the next chapter will be for him after graduating. Mm -hmm. um, I'm still in an early, super messy phase of the company where it's like, I'm trying to test out, I have the hypothesis that I can build a great technology company in Los Angeles, but I'm like struggling to hire really excellent engineers right now. Like I'm in it, you know? So it feels less like, okay, this is our LA life. And it's more like kind of still in it. <laughs> still sort of clawing together. Like, what is this thing? Uh, and it's, yeah, it's still kind of messy. I would say the only thing is though, at least from my perspective, you know, I think that I am like pretty, heavily invested in the success of Ali's company at this point as well. Mm -hmm. And yeah. if it means that, you know, there, there comes a time when Ali needs to relocate the business to the Bay area or whatever, mm -hmm. like I'm, I'm totally game for that. And I sort of feel like obviously, you know, for the next year and a half, I have a, a pretty strong anchor mm -hmm. to the LA area. And frankly, I think we both hope that we're here, you know, well beyond that point since yeah. we have really come to enjoy living here. But I think the nice thing is, I don't have sort of like an institutional pull on where I need to be mm -hmm. once I, I wrap up school. And right. so, you know, therefore I have the, the ability to be, you know, more flexible in terms of where we would need to be long-term. Um, I, th I think there's just the element of like, you kind of take it maybe not one day at a time, but like one month at a time. <laughs> Say it again, girl. <laughs> one month at a time, baby. One month well, at a yeah, time. Just to go back to Kazi's question, sorry, I like kind of interrupted that one, but like what's like a typical day yeah. like? You guys like wake up, make breakfast, or is it more like go to... <laughs> Is that what you're do people do that? I don't know. Yeah, well, that's I'm what like, I'm asking. Like, people are busy. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm asking. Like in a busy couple relationship, like do you guys both kind of like balance tasks around, you know, or do you, whoever, oh, is that a touchy oh. subject or does one person take the lead Let's on some stuff? Let's just say that I'm a bit of the homemaker of, okay. of the relationship um, okay. in terms of some of the things this that need I'm to asking. get done to, to kind of keep an apartment uh, yes. habitable. I would say that maybe the majority of those tasks kind of, Cut in one direction and not, not the other. I'll say this. I did laundry <laughs> last Sunday. 
And right before coming here, I put away that laundry. So it's literally been for three days, like it was in the dryer for two days and then on the couch in a pile for two days and then folded on the couch for two days. And then I finally put it away this morning. Sam is insanely patient with me. So when you see when you see like the the clean laundry like moving yeah. like slowly to like where it needs to be, <laughs> what are you thinking each day? Like, I mean, it just kind of cracks me up. Like it's very alley. Like I feel like, um, you know, even so. Last weekend we were out of town and like. We got back late on Sunday night and we were both exhausted. So Allie's back just kind of like exploded on the floor in the <laughs> living room. And like kind of like midway through the week, I sort of noticed that like Allie's mark was still very much left on the, the living room area. It's like those bags are still there. Like she's halfway through some laundry. She's got like a computer bag over here. She's got like, you know, her like sketchbook over here. So I mean, it's kind of just like you get a little bit of an insight to Allie's brain by, by looking at the way that Allie keeps her apartment. But it's not it's not a messiness. <laughs> it's, sorry. It's, it's an organized it's not, mess. It's not a dirtiness. Oh, it's yeah. not like it's not like dirtiness no it's not it's, dirtiness it's because just like I Allie clean. was here <laughs> <laughs> yeah sam's great but to answer the the, the day in the life though i mean i feel like we kind of get up and it's sort of like we're 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 both firing on all cylinders but going in different directions i mean i feel like sam's with sam's making a smoothie in the vitamix yeah that, that I I'm doing. running to a yeah. 8:30 a.m. dev meeting that I'm already late for. It's pretty it's pretty standard morning. Yeah. What's in your smoothie? Would you like your fave smoothie? Ooh. Ooh. So Don't the smoothie ask. I've been I've been going for, and this this I feel like is kind of the the money maker because it keeps me nice and full until until lunch. But I'll do some some Greek yogurt. Um, <laughs> I will then put blueberries, banana, strawberries. Peanut butter, almonds, and like forty almonds, like not like three almonds. Yeah, he, really like seven it, almonds, something crazy. It, he he puts in like forty. Yeah, and exactly. a little bit of honey, a lot, and some milk and some ice cubes, and I blend that together, and that's like that's a meal. That's a hearty it's meal. meal. It's like sure. six that's meals. Like <laughs> yeah. You should throw some kale in there. You think so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. nutritionally dense. Color. Yeah, yeah. Make it look healthy. He's yeah. like vanilla yogurt though. Um, okay, so you wake up, then you're busy, then you're going, and then... And then how do you, do you guys make time yeah. Do you communicate during the day? Yeah, okay, that's a good one. Like we do. Yeah, we definitely yeah, do. We're texting. Do you uh, like texting? Yeah. Or yeah. calling? Do you guys call each other during the day or not? <laughs> yeah, I think there's a bit of both. I mean... When I'm driving. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I mean, I think, you know, when I was working, the, the chances of us speaking during the day were basically non-existent you know i would never really take a call from ally during like work um or where i would never make a call to ally during work yeah but now that again i have more of a flexible schedule i feel like there's a higher chance we actually would speak during the course of the day and most of the time when we speak during the day it is because ally's hoping to run you know get like a quick acid test on something that she's thinking about for her company um or something disastrous happens how nice to... is that that you have you guys have each other to like bounce those ideas off of and you trust each other's opinions like that's another thing yeah yeah i mean i think i think uh, sam got the short end of the stick on that one because it's usually me calling me like ah, this thing just happened uh, and he's very patient at being like breathe or if I'm not feeling patient, I'm like, oh, sorry, I got to go to class. Uh, yeah, and I'm like, okay, darn it. <laughs> like, you just calm down and we'll talk a little bit later. Yeah. So, and then you come home. 
like, do you get home late? Who gets home? Okay, your, your Sam's schedule is a little bit more flexible, right? Yeah, I still yeah, we, we feel don't, we, we don't have dinner. I mean, we, we do dinner together like maybe once a week. I would say more than that. I mean, I feel like. But we eat, when we do, it's like nine thirty or ten. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's and definitely is true. Is cooking, or you just pick something up and grab and go? We our favorite restaurant is the Whole Foods Hot Bar. Oh, really? me too. Same. It's a good one. Chicken fun bowl. Mm-hmm. Hold the chicken. Well, but we I feel like you know we also we don't it's not like we cook all the time, but you know I feel like we'll do simple stuff. And like Sunday nights we do a yeah. pasta surprise. Yeah. Where you That's just cute. What's the surprise? Because <laughs> you never know what's going to be in it. Mm-hmm. Who's making the pasta surprise? Both of us. We yeah. just chop things up, throw it in, and then surprise. Oh my God! How are your tomatoes doing? That's some green <gasps> tomatoes that were apparently ripening. Sam is the best tomato father. They are ripening. My my tomatoes (laughs) from our little tiny vegetable garden are are starting to 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 get more and more ripe. In fact, I think one or two of them may need to be used. It might be a good excuse to pasta surprise tonight. Pasta surprise surprise Sunday. Yeah, true. It sounds like such a Tiffany thing. I love that. Yeah, I'm gonna steal that for you know my future boyfriend who doesn't know he's gonna be doing it. (laughs) Um, Wait. So and then on top of this, do you guys probably have like different friend groups, or do you guys have the same friend groups and you guys just all hang out together? Like, when do you make time for your friends and maybe family who's visiting things like that like social life and maybe even hanging out with your law school friends Mm -hmm. hanging out with like people that you're meeting through work connections doing networking like how do you balance like the social aspect (laughs) i would say i mean again we kind of i don't want to say alternate because it's not really calculated it's just sort of a pretty flexible Thing, but you know last weekend we went skiing with a bunch of my friends from yeah but those are my friends now too i mean i sort of feel like <laughs> yeah, i feel exactly. like for the most part you know what you would say are your friends whether they whether they be friends from stanford or from growing up or whatever i feel like those are sort of our friends and then yeah. i do have law school friends but law, you know the thing about law school especially if you're a little bit older is it's a little less social mm. and so I definitely do have friends and I definitely do hang out with them, but I sort we of We went feel to the like Barrister's Ball last night. We did. We it's did. Kind of a big there. deal. Yeah. It's like law school, law school prom. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and, and, you know, I think the, the funny thing there is, you know, a lot of the kids that I go to law school with are like five or six, young, five or six years mm-hmm. younger than we are, um, with some exceptions, of course. Um, so I feel like, I don't know, I, I think there isn't the same level of kind of significant other pressure I would say with my law school mm-hmm. experience than with Ali's business school experience just because of age yeah mm. I think they're like just the I, I enjoy hanging out with my law school friends a lot mm-hmm. but I sort of feel like it's almost like a expected that you mm-hmm. kind of hang out with them once a weekend anyways whereas mm-hmm. I feel like Stanford was not like that at all I feel like it was kind it was of always on yeah day. there's always something going on it was every day it was yeah. great every but day it was a lot it was like six times a day yeah like, it was beautiful it's like oh no again <laughs> but it was great um this was so good so I guess what like tips would you give imagine a young Allie you know, just like ready to start her company, also has a man, he's also doing it, you know, and you've lived a little, mm-hmm. so you've seen some of the the good what's stuff, coming. some of the stuff is kind of tough mm-hmm. and what's coming. What advice would you give to that chick? Mm. Or that guy. Comparison is the thief of joy. Mm, I love that phrase. My sister, uh, gave me that piece of advice for as graduation advice on before I was graduating from Stanford actually and well if I could internalize that man I would be much 
would have fewer wrinkles and mm. probably get more sleep. But I don't know, just realizing from the startup perspective, if you're comparing your company to someone who, you know, doesn't have a relationship or a family, like that's not, a, that's not, first of all, you shouldn't be comparing anything because it's two companies are never alike, but also like, that's not fair. And if you're, you know, comparing your relationship to someone who doesn't have the career polls, like that's not a real thing either. Uh, and if you're comparing yourself to other individuals who are balancing it, like ugh, it just, yeah, comparison is a thief of joy. The thief, it'll snatch your joy right up. Just don't, <laughs> just don't believe it. Just don't believe it. And Sam, what advice would you give? Obviously, you know, there's a world in the future where the, the scripts are flipped and you're, you know, starting your business. But what would you give to like a significant other for someone who has this like other relationship with their company? That's good. What would what would be my advice to the the person who started in the company, so to speak? I know the person who has to support the person. Uh, starting company. Okay, I mean, I think that I my advice would just be to 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 preach patience, uh, to both preach and and kind of I don't know engage in as much patience as possible, um, and also just to kind of have a level of faith. I mean, I feel like um, even as a significant other, just understanding that there's just this kind of there's, life is sort of a series of wins and losses, and sometimes those streaks of losses or wins are longer than others, but mm. as long as you kind of just recognize that ultimately things turn, and when you're, when you're up big, if you uh, sort of appreciate that, you know, that's yeah. not going to last forever, I think that it sort of just enables you to be more comfortable with sort of the, the transition from, from highs and lows and kind of just gives you a level of, of kind of just sort of re reassurance that, um, that kind of makes the whole experience a little bit more manageable. I love that. Okay, deep. <laughs> <laughs> Tiff, so you ready to date um, a CEO? Are you ready to be yeah, the CEO? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Well, I think that's really nice to hear because I always say, like, I think my parents, they're both, like, entrepreneurs, and they always, like, would ask each other for advice and do that. So I grew up in a household where that was, like, a very big thing of, like, oh, this is happening in my business. What should I do? And vice versa. And I always, like, look for that in a partner. I think it's very hard to find someone whose opinions I respect. But, like, I <laughs> one day, um, I mean, in L.A., everyone just... You know, they need to get there, but uh, they're not there yet. Uh, they're half-baked, so I think, yeah, I w ideally would love that, and I love seeing an example of that, so it's cute. Thank you guys for coming. Thank, Thank you, you guys. Where can they find Stick? Uh, Stick.ai. There you go. Perfect. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you are dating, like, a boss woman or a boss man, or, sub or being the supportive partner, please make sure you tweet us at Love and Limbo Land on Twitter or message us on Instagram, Facebook at Love and Limbo Land. Make sure you check out Allie's website. It's B2B, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so maybe not for everybody, mm -hmm. but if you have a business, she's your girl for visualization using machine learning. Is that correct? I'm actually okay. so good. I, I did my <laughs> research here. Oh my Bye, everyone. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Kudzi. And you've been listening to Love in Limbo Land. You can find us on Twitter at Love in Limbo Land. And don't forget to go to Apple or Google Play Podcast to subscribe, rate,